You're listening to the Jisco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt, from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. So this is the podcast where we talk about bicycles just for the fun of it. So there's going to be tales from bicycling all over the nation. We're going to be joined by guests each week to talk about the social side of cycling. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Hmm. All over the nation. We all, we were all over the nation last week <laughs> down in Florida, back in snowy Iowa. No, not quite snowy Iowa, but cold right. Iowa. And uh, I guess it was about 75 degrees to 80 degrees down there just about every day, which was nice. We actually got out and rode some bikes. We talked a lot about cycling. How was your trip down there, Mark? You know, I think pretty good. I'm uh, not liking this weather back here at home, but uh, yeah, I think it was great. I picked up a lot from from a lot of different people. Um, you know, a big shout out to Aaron Hatala from uh, Cuyuna Lakes uh, Mountain Bike Area in Minnesota because that was a great session to go to. Mm-hmm. And just uh, just to be clear, we were at the National Bicycle Tourism Conference. And it was basically comprised of people that had some kind of interest in cycling in, in many walks of life. It's not just events, it's destinations, it's um, bike facilities, like you mentioned Cuyuna, which would be considered a, a, a great bicycle facility. So really mm-hmm. all walks of life, all with common interests of talking and promoting cycling. So uh, I know you, you yeah. were fascinated by Aaron's one. Any other ones that were really just jumped out at you? You know, you and I both sat in on the um, Ride with GPS one, and that one was really great. Um, mm-hmm. They have a lot of new tools coming out for Christmas, so if you're not subscribing to Ride with GPS, I might might highly recommend it, and, and they're not a commercial endorser of us, so uh, um, I still really like their product. It's great for route mapping, but they're going to make it even better for destinations and, and uh uh, tourism organizations to uh, get in the game yeah. and uh, promote uh, bike routes. I know we're planning to use them quite a bit more this year with Ragbri, and I think the tools that they have, you know, we're we got some good one-on-one time with those guys, and really, really smart guys that are that mm-hmm. are running that ship. And uh, I think we probably need to get them on the podcast because wow, they could they could certainly. In, enlighten some of our listeners with um, some of the cool toys that they're coming out for, for Christmas and beyond. So uh, that, that's certainly a future podcast down the road, I think. Yeah. And I think it showed that they have a passion for uh, bicycle routes and, and mapping and they want to, they want people to be able to share where they're riding. And I think that's really one of the coolest opportunities. I know we use them at iowabikeroutes.com. That's our website. That's kind of our library of bike routes across the state. And it's really easy to use the tools that they got. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy to stick with them and, and see what they can do in the future. Yeah. Also got to see some some good friends. I know uh, I had asked Annie Head from Head Cycling Products to come down and talk. And, you know, she brought Andy Detmeyer down as well, which was really mm-hmm. cool. Nice treat to, to see those friends that are always out there on the gravel loop. Obviously, it's been uh, in memory of Steve Head, who passed away just a couple of years ago. And uh, good to hear Annie's story. And, and Head Cycling is thriving, um, really based on, you know, just just great product development over the years. And, and obviously, with Fat 
rims and components, different things like that, always developing neat and interesting ideas. So it was good to hear from Annie about the company moving forward. And we've got to know their family over the years, and it's, we see them each and every summer, and um, good to see them doing well. Yeah, she's amazing. And, and I had the chance to visit with her quite a bit, too. And it's it's really neat. What a, I mean, what a technical company uh, building bicycle wheels and, and, and just the thought and the research and everything they put into it. And it's not just bicycle wheels. We saw a, a Cervelo frame that they're, uh, mm-hmm. they're building up there now and all their, all their parts and products. Well, not all, but most of their parts and products are made right here in the U S and she says there's a real reason for that because you know, if you have a mistake that's made over there, uh, across the sea, um, it takes time in order to get it fixed. Whereas, you know, they can fix things in the afternoon if that product's produced here. So they said in the grand scheme of things, having, uh, having a, a plant right here in the United States really makes a big difference for them in their, in their business model. And that's, that was cool to hear. Yeah. Another one I thought was pretty interesting, uh, or very interesting. We had folks from Raleigh Electric, we had mm-hmm. Tiffany and Ryan Miller that came out, did some demo programs. We also heard from Morgan from People for Bikes talking about kind of the status of e-bikes throughout the country. But about a quarter of the people that were at the conference actually took one of the bikes out and had a you know probably a little different mindset after riding one of the e-bikes. And I got to ride one on Saturday. We went out to Fort DeSoto State Park or National Park, I, I believe. But wow, what what fun that was. I mean, it was basically about a 25-mile little jaunt. But man, I had a good time out of full suspension. Um, I mean, rock shocks on on an iZip bike. And oh boy, it was a lot of fun. And just, yeah, I, they don't go over 20 miles an hour. So it's not like it's a motorcycle or anything like that. But just, just a lot of fun. And, you know, it was good to talk to them a little bit of getting the inside scoop on, on e-bikes and what, and, you know, how they're doing. Um, potential, potential to have a little demo program on RAGBRAI this summer with them. So, um, good, good to get to know them a little bit and they've done it on a couple of other events that we know like brag. So, um, looking forward to see what kind of potential we have down the road with Raleigh electric and iZip. Now I did see one thing interesting. I saw fat bike going down the beach. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, that's unique compared to what we see in Iowa. Now I know there are a few people that, you know, right around Sailorville or, or things like that. Um, but, uh, boy, in Florida, you could do that for miles if you oh. wanted to and just have a great time just going up and down the beach. I think that would be a blast down yeah. there. Whole new type of beach cruiser. So, <laughs> well, cool. Well, I know um, this week, you know, we've been on the road trying to get back in the swing of things. We got Ragberry registrations opening up, so by the time you hear this podcast, we will be live with Ragberry registration for Ragberry Forty Six. So, um, lots of fun and exciting stuff. Next thing you know, we're going to be, you know, we're about fifty days out from from the rat announcement, and that of course signals the Iowa Bike Expo, the Iowa Bike Summit. So, lots of fun stuff that is just around the corner. So. Um, yeah, just really excited about that upcoming stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're about filling up with the Iowa Bike Expo. I shouldn't say that so so quickly. You know, we're we got about seventy five booths left, okay. um, and a uh, hundred a hundred already spoken for. You know, we got about fifty or so of people that we know probably are coming back that were there last year. So, really, we're down to our last mm-hmm. twenty booths or so. So, if there's new vendors that want to get in, now's the 
now's the time and that's that's our biggest event and it gets five six thousand people that show up yeah that's gonna be pretty cool i don't think people realize just how big that event is and we're talking what six thousand people through the door somewhere in that ballpark each and every yeah. year yeah i just real read real and they're real customers too oh. they're not looking for deals and pro deals and these are real people that that, that shop at bike shops that's yeah. cool I just saw a little note in one of the you know bike publications that uh, one of the major cities just had their bike expo, pretty famous bike expo, and they had a record crowd and it was under five thousand people. So here we are, little old you know Iowa, and um, just crushing one of the top ten markets in the country with with their bike expo. So um, it's just a testament to people in the middle of winter to come out and they want to talk cycling. They want to see the latest products. They want to, you know, touch and feel new products. So, um, you know, Hey Mark, I think we're on to something with this Iowa bike expo. And, um, sounds like we are, cause we had to even move to a bigger hall just to accommodate the number of vendors right. and the number of people that want to come through those doors. So I'm excited about this, this January's expo. So while I was gone, showed up on my doorstep was a Detroit Bikes Type A uh, bike. Hmm. Um, I believe it's like an eight-speed. Um, got it put together. That's going to be one of our giveaways at the door for the Iowa Bike Expo. Neat. So if you're looking for a new commuter, if you're looking hmm. for a city bike, Detroit Bikes made in the U.S., those are pretty cool, pretty cool rides, I'd say. Yeah, very cool. Well, I know on this week's show, we get a little different kind of angle. I know Murph had talked to her friend Jenny, who Fixie Love is pretty much, I, <laughs> I, I just saw that little footnote, Fixie Love. And I just, I know we've had Hot Butter Love on this show. So I I don't know if that's the moniker that, that Jenny Lewis goes by, but I'm excited to hear that podcast coming up soon. Very cool. All right, let's get on with it. Just Go Bike Podcast listeners, this is Kathy Murphy, a.k.a. Murph. I'm here today on location. Sorry about the background noise, but I'm here today with Andrea Lewis. Hello, Andrea, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kathy. Thank you for having me. You bet. A little background. Andrea is a longtime cyclist who spends most of her time riding a fixed gear bicycle, also called a fixie. So let's get started. So, Andrea... What exactly is a fixie or fixed gear bicycle? A fixed gear bike. Um, firstly, it's my favorite. Um, it has one gear. Um, you can either, uh, my bike, you can either have it single speed or fixed. So single speed means one speed, uh, no shifting. Uh, fixed gear means same thing, one speed. However, you cannot coast. So you're kind of stuck with that one gear and you have to just keep those feet moving. So I have a bike like this too, but mine is always on single speed. Okay. And I, in my head, I think of, all right, single speed, you know, I can coast. Now, if I flipped it over to fixed gear, that for me would mean launch time because <laughs> I would forget to pedal and I'm guessing I would probably launch right over. Yes. It's a little tricky, but yes, yeah. that's, that's true. So that comes to the next question I might have is, why would anybody want to ride a single speed bike? You know what? It's just fun. It's simple. Um, there's not a lot of um, maintenance. So there's, you know, you don't have as many issues if something 
breaks or you know it's it's a fixie you just have one speed you just you just go so it's it's fun to ride um, so not much to think about except pedal 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 just pedal pedal and that's you know that's what you're out there for just ride your bike and yeah. enjoy the ride so this is a good question that I think a lot of listeners may have is what do you do when you're going down a super steep hill uh, good question so <laughs> there's one of two things you can do um, you either pedal really really fast or you can unclip. Um, I have done both. So if you unclip or take your feet off the pedals, those, uh, those pedals are still gonna keep moving and right. rotating. So it might be a little tricky to get your feet back on the pedals, but you got one or two options, so. So how do you do it? So you're going, let's say you're going, I don't know what speed, you can make up the speed. If you can't keep up with your bike, or you don't have that option, do you? You just have to keep Yes. Pedal, 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 pedal. Yes, yeah. So if you're going down a really steep hill and you you can you just can't keep up, you have to unclip. So yeah. yep. But since the pedals keep going, then somehow you've got to have the um, you have to be able to figure out how to get your feet back into rotation. Yes, on those you pedals. have to kind of figure out that cadence and get your feet back on the pedals, which can be a little tricky and take <laughs> a few times to yeah. to get it right. But uh, eventually, you'll get it. I think I need to take back where I said you don't have to think when you're on a fixie. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> really, I think you have Downhill, to think a lot yeah. more. <laughs> so how would you describe the mental game of riding a bike that won't coast? Um, you know, kind of what you had just mentioned. Uh, once you first get on the bike, let's say you switch out. Of a, you're on your touring bike or your road bike the day before, and you switch out to your fixie. Uh, you really have to think oh, about yeah. which bike you're on. Yeah. Um, typically, if I kind of catch myself, it's right when I get on the bike. I'm like, oh, yep. can't do that. <laughs> so kind of catch yourself. I would think I would automatically try and go to my shifters, too, while you're yeah. biking. Sometimes I've done that. I was like, oh, wait a minute. What's, there's nothing here. <laughs> um, so you're on this bike with no gears. You basically have to worry about hills and uphills and downhills. What's the furthest you've ridden on your fixie? Uh, furthest I've gone, I've done one century ride on it. Century ride as in 100 miles as on in, a fixed gear bike? As in 100 miles on a fixed gear bike, correct. Oh my gosh, was the terrain super flat? No, <laughs> not at all. So I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but I recently interviewed a guy named Dave. He's also known as Hacky, Hacky Jedi. Hacky, yes, yeah, you know I Hacky? did just listen to that one. Okay, well here's something funny. He's done over 100 um, century rides. And his last century ride for getting to all 50 states he wants to do in Hawaii. So maybe yeah. you should take your fixie. Oh, go to I, Hawaii? I, I know I'm going to try and go. Let's and we, make a trip. We all enjoy Hacky's 50th. So if Hacky's out there, I hope you're listening because I'm recruiting people. Yep, I'm in. Maybe he should do it on a fixed gear. Hey, yeah. challenge? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um, any interesting or maybe slightly embarrassing stories you want to share about you and your fixie? Um, kind of an interesting story. Um, when I was on that century ride, uh, I did it for uh, Tour de Cure with some work people. And while I was doing it, um, oddly enough, I was with some friends. I was like, why can't I keep up? What is going on? Because typically when you're on your fixed gear, you just have to pedal and you just go, especially up hills. You just go up fast and just right. get it over with. Um, well, I, I could not keep up. Well, it turns out I had a flat tire. Oh I had gosh. a tear in the tube, so I had to get a whole new tire tube. They hooked me up, and I got, a, got it all fixed, but um, 
Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, uh, but that kind of thing happens. So, were you able to finish the ride that day? I sure was. Wow, yep. that's even more exciting. Yeah. Wow. I know when I've done uh, riding with my single speed, I can fly by everybody going up the hills. Yes. But then they all fly by me going down. Now remember, yes. I'm on my single speed that I'm able to coast. coast. But yeah, I think it's because you don't have a choice. No, nope. you just have to pedal and go. Yeah, uh, I did a tour de cure this past summer and uh, it was heavy wind. So the whole way out we were going headwind. Um, I was able to just kind of crank it up the hills. The way back I, was, I had the wind with me and uh, I could not keep up. My feet couldn't move fast enough. <laughs> oh man, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Actually, I can imagine because I've biked with you before <laughs> and you're always at the very front. Sometimes. Oh no, you are. <laughs> um, so how and when did you get into bicycling? Do you remember? Um, I do remember. Um, I got into biking about seven, eight years ago, um, the spring of 2010. And uh, I remember I was like, man, I just want to get a bike. I want to be outside and exercise. Yeah. And I kind of stumbled into the uh, Cedar Rapids bike community. And I love it. Yeah. A lot of people say that the Cedar Rapids bike community is like no other. It is like no other. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I'm part of it. How yeah, about you? me too. <laughs> Um, so you have a fixed gear bike. Do you ride any other styles of bicycles? I do. So I initially started with a hybrid, um, and I currently have a, um, a Trek road bike, mm -hmm. and I have a specialized touring bike. Um, okay. So that's the other one that I ride pretty frequently. Um, and I'm also acquiring a Schwinn Varsity for kind Ooh. of a retro bike. Ooh, yeah, nice. so some of those cruiser rides, I'll have another option. Yeah, and when you talk about your touring bike, is that one of the bikes where you load up all the weight and oh, yeah. go on adventures? Yep, that sort front of thing? bags, bat bags, and load nice. up the tent. Yep. Nice, that sounds awesome. Um, can you think of any must-see places in Iowa that you've ridden your bike that you want to tell listeners about? You know, of course there's Ragbri. Um, it's always fun to kind of explore those new towns, um, places you haven't been or haven't seen. Um, but this past spring, I have ridden out to Stone City. Wow. Um, it's a beautiful ride. Um, definitely a little challenging with some hills. Um, and I've done it on my fixie, so I've done nice. that. And it's just a beautiful ride. And, you know, just some of those hidden gems of Iowa, if you can get there on your bike, do it. Definitely. I have been to Stone City. I can't remember what river that is that goes through it, but it's just a beautiful scenery. You're like it's down beautiful. in this um, big gully. I don't know what yeah. you call it. I don't know what it's called either. Sure. But yeah. I know that your cell phones <laughs> don't work, but once you're there, it doesn't really matter. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you've been on Ragbri before. Ragbri is well known for their pies. So mm -hmm. do you have a favorite pie? I do. Um, oddly enough, I have never had pie on Ragbri. What? But I know um, French silk pie oh. or apple pie. Is Can't French go wrong. silk with the chocolate curly things? Uh, chocolate curly cues on top. And what was your second? Apple. Oh, like homemade? Homemade apple pie. Oh, yes. man. I wonder if they have pie here. Ooh, should we get some? <laughs> should we ask? Yeah, I think we should. So. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed learning about uh, you and your love of the fixed gear bike. Fixed gear, yeah. Thank you for having me. You bet. You bet. Well, listeners, I leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This quote comes from Parallels to Murphy's Law. Anyone could be, I'm sorry, anyone who can be blamed should be blamed. Think about it. Well, we've come to the conclusion of another edition of the Jessica Bike Podcast. 
appreciate you tuning in each and every week. And hopefully you've been enjoying our banter back and forth between Mark and I and, and the guests that we've had each and every week on the Jisco Bike Podcast. You know, we couldn't do this show without our valuable sponsors. Think Iowa City and a curious surrounding communities. Bikes to You, one of the best bike shops in Grinnell, Iowa, and a Ragbrite Charter. And then finally, Primalware. If you're looking for custom bike jerseys, shorts, accessories, visit Primalware uh, from uh, Denver, Colorado. It was good seeing uh, those folks out there, Tim Baker, Dave Edwards, Taylor Ross were out at the National Bike Tourism Conference, and we also saw Craig and April Cooper out there. So, uh, again, two-thirds of our podcast sponsors were out at the National Bicycle Tourism Conference. So, great to see them. So, lots of good stuff in, in store. So, you know, make sure you tune in the podcast each and every week. Subscribe, if you will, and be sure to check out our show notes as well. So, I'll leave you with a, a parting thought. As we're getting ready for registration, there's a, a little note hanging up in our RAGBRAI office, and it's it's just a reminder. Don't do two things half-ass. Do one thing whole-ass. Just get out there and bike. for listening let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review they really help us out a lot and help others find the show for more information check out justgobike.net the show's theme song was written produced and performed by ryan steer